1: This is SENZ, your summer days with Ricardo Ball. Thanks to Brent, your John Deere uh, equipment supplier. Joining us are now out of Cardiff to talk boxing for the year of 2022 is Anson Wainwright from Ring TV and Ring Magazine. day, Anson. How are you? Good day. and good, thank you. Pleased to be on your show. Mate, it's great to have you. Uh, it's been a big year. I mean, we tend to look uh, at this part of the world at whichever weight division we have somebody currently doing something. <laughs> and obviously, heavyweight has been uh, the yeah. focus for, for a long time. And I think, you know, for the first time in uh, the last couple of years, uh, the Tyson Fury range, shall we call it, is the first time heavyweight boxing has been interesting since Mike Tyson, really.
0: Um, I, I think you could put Lennox Lewis Holyfield and, and uh, Riddick Bowe and that was a, a pretty good time in the early to mid 90s as well but uh, yeah it's, uh, it, it, it's, it's got a lot of uh, storylines I think for you guys in New Zealand it's probably particularly interesting because you as well as it's heavyweight boxing you've got your own Joseph Parker who's kind of involved in, in who's in the mix so that kind of brings it you know, a bit more relevance to you guys as well but um, yeah I think it's uh, interesting what's happening at heavyweight there's, uh, there's a few fights we hope we get to see next year, but uh, it's uh, rumbling along nicely.
1: It is. I mean, Tyson Fury is a headline maker. Uh, He hasn't had to really, I would say, all due respect to Dillian White and Derek Tesori, he hasn't really had to push himself in 2022,
0: though, has he? No, he's trained harder than he has fought. They they do say that. You you, you do your best work in the gym, and that's where you win. And lose fights, and I think for him the training. I mean, the Dillian White fight was was very, very easy, easier than perhaps we thought it would be, because he didn't. And then and it, Chisora was a beat down. It was basically a you know pensioned off there. Chisora it was a you know gentleman's hand handshake. I'm going to help. You know, you're going to get a few million dollars, and you get and you got beat up, and you know it wasn't particularly you know entertaining either because they were so one-sided,
1: to be honest. I mean, I think for Tyson Fury, it's been about treading water a bit this season because he was waiting for Anthony Joshua uh, to get his act together so that they could have that fight because I think that's the fight that most of Britain wants to see, a lot of the world wants to see, and is the fight that TV wants as well.
0: Yeah, I think so. I think they're the two biggest, you know, biggest names. It, it should, obviously, to, to Brits, it would be the biggest all-British Brit, all fight uh, in history, I think. And uh, to see them to finally do it would be intriguing and very, very interesting. But uh, I think it's, it's one of these almost, the fight is almost snake bitten because we've seen it talked about and it being close several times. You know, well, one guy was on the top and then, you know, I think it was, was it last? summer, um the fight was was all but what we thought was gonna happen and then uh, Fury had to fight um Wilder again and at uh, the and that meant that at that point that uh, Joshua had to fight Usyk and of course he lost and that uh, changed plans and everything at that point. And of course when Usyk with the war that's going on in Ukraine, he then didn't fight for, you know, for for a year and neither did Joshua. So it meant we had quite a while in between them. So it's been unfortunate and it it does, it does look like it's going to be, you know, a little bit manufactured instead of the timing being right. It's going to to be a bit like, well, if we're going to see it, we're going to just have to get it done, which is, you know, a bit of a shame, but it's a fight we do want to see because it, it you know, they're both big guys. They both bring a lot to the table and it would be a money maker. It would put boxing on the back of the paper, as well as the front
1: of the paper newspapers that is yeah 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 100% i mean the way things have turned out now with aj losing to usyk for a second time uh this year he needs to go away he needs to probably fight what two three guys who are who have a little yeah. bit of a reputation at least uh, rebuild that to make it interesting again for the for the buying public for the pay per views I couldn't
0: agree more. I think to do it now off the back of two defeats would just, it it doesn't really make sense. And I think, you know, Josh was going to fight, I think in about March um, and then probably someone like Otto Valen. I think a Dillian White fight would make sense over the summer. Um, and then you know maybe Fury at the end of the year, but it, 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 that type of thing. But that's still a pretty active schedule for a guy who's a multi-millionaire who probably wants to enjoy the trappings of life. He's in his early thirties, and he does not really want to be dedicating you know most of the year to doing that? It's easy said than done. But when you're making that type of money, you you can you want to kind of enjoy life. So it's it's interesting to see if he's able. to you need know, to dedicate himself to that and even then whether the opportunity will come because of course Tyson fury's going going to do his thing and he's going he's going to want to dictate the terms and everything and because he's the one who's the champion he's the man if that fight happens he's going to tell you when and where and enjoy telling you where you know if that's if that's Joshua
1: now what about uh, Alexander Usyk? Uh, because for me, the, the Tyson Fury fight is great for him from a purse point of view, but where he has it over, you know, fighters like AJ is his movement, his footwork, his speed. Uh, Tyson Fury's got all of that, and he's a lot bigger, so it doesn't feel like a fight that Usyk can win.
0: I I agree with you. I do think that Usyk's footwork would be the best that anybody, Fury had fought. His footwork, his movement, is you know, it would be much better, and I think... That, but I don't see it as necessarily a problem because I just think you've got he's just so much bigger than him that I just think that it's all wrong for him. I mean, I'm not even it it, it sounds bizarre, but it's not even a fight. I'm particularly like, oh, I just want to see that. You know, to me, if I could make a fight for Fury, the most the the toughest fight out there for him would be him against uh, Joe Joyce because we saw with Joe, he looked very very good against Joseph Parker, and I think for a guy who's six foot six. He's got an excellent chin. He comes forward and brings a work rate that's unholy. And if he did that against Fury, I think he would test Fury because I don't think Fury, I mean, he's a big guy, but he's not a noted puncher. I mean, he gets guys out of there, but it's not like in terms of a one-punch knockout artist. Um, and we've seen Joyce has got a great chin, so I don't think he'd be getting him out of there. And I don't think he would out—he would necessarily consistently outwork him round after round. He may outbox him. I'm not debating that, but I think that's the fight. If if I could make one, that's the one I'd like to see because I'd like to see how Fury would deal with somebody who'd bring a really big work ethic and really try and push it, and you know, not have to outbox him, but just throw like you know. 80 punches around or something make mm. Fury have to work
1: yeah that would be interesting I mean if that doesn't happen immediately uh, in 2023 what, what is next for Alexander Usyk I mean he must have a mandatory to defend I think
0: um, Hergovic is the IBF mandatory mm. and I I don't know if that's the next one on the, road, you know, on the rotation but I can imagine um, it could be because Joyce is obviously the WBO interim champion so they, these guys are circling so if that's the joy of having, you know, somebody who's got multiple belts is it kind of clears up a little bit about who's who's the man. But the, the the flip side of that is when you have that, they end up with all these mandatories, and some of the mandatories, to be honest, I have no if 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 Hergovich, if I, if I could see Joe Joyce against Fury and I could see Usyk versus Hergovic, I think I'd take that scenario. Hergovich didn't look great in his last fight, but he's, he's unbeaten uh, heavyweight with a, with an excellent amateur career. And I think it would be interesting. You know, it would be, it was a type of fight because he's obviously a lot bigger than Usyk. It would be, it might be interesting, but, um, it's, you know, I think, as you say, with the, the way the, the mandatories are there's always something. So it would be interesting, but, um, I don't know how that would necessarily play because Usyk is no longer associated with Matchroom, so it would you know be interesting to see where and how that would play out because he never fights at home. Um, I don't know it would need one of the big boys, you know, Showtime or DAZN or somebody to be able to put the money into the fight because he's you know and where he's going to fight and everything. So that might be a little bit intriguing in itself. But I, I mean, from what we're hearing, it does look like Fury and Usyk. But again, I'm not. I'm not overly, you know, bothered if it didn't happen. Well, so be it. I, th- I don't think, I, I, very much like yourself, I, I largely believe that Fury is just too big and too awkward, and and I don't know what Usyk could do. It's just stylistically, it's not it's not great to see, I don't
1: think. It'll be uh, yeah. interesting to see then, because, you know, for Tyson Fury, he's waiting for AJ to get his uh, his act together. He's, um, you know, looking at, at Usyk and whether or not Usyk wants to to do this, I mean, if neither of those happen in 2023, what does Tyson Fury do in 2023? Um, good question.
0: I mean, I, I think you know, there's been, there's been talk of, you know, we're going to see Deontay Wilder uh, hmm. fight Andy Ruiz. I think that'll be around May. It wouldn't surprise me if it was a Cinco de Mayo when they would do a big fight there. And we've heard, oh, perhaps a fourth fight. But, I mean, we've seen it three times. And, you know, it, The one thing Wilder has is power and we've seen him drop Fury four times I think in the three contests and he hasn't been able to keep him down. He's lost two and drawn one and was fortunate to see that so I don't know that it's it's something that I desperately want to see. It might just be almost marking time if he's not able to get. uh, I think a Joyce fight would be makeable Mm -hmm. because they both are the same promoter Um, so Frank Warren So I think that would be makeable and I think if that was the case but I don't know if that even though Joyce is, is really, you know, exciting and good at the moment. Historically, I don't know how it's going it, to how that necessarily helps. And other than you know, putting money in the pockets and and uh, you know filling uh, you know as football stadiums in the UK, I don't know that necessarily helps really grow his legacy. So I think for him, it's almost like he's probably going to threaten us with m- multiple retirements. I can imagine if we don't see the USIC fight agreed to, put you know much in early 2023. Um, I can imagine him saying, "Oh, i have retired," and then a week later he won't be, and we'll see him running somewhere. and We're going to go through that which frankly does nothing for me I don't follow that social media you know it's, it's a bit of a circus to be honest i I think it's a if you're fighting fight I think it's a, but let's not have multiple retirements and everything but that seems to be you know part of the course of Tyson.
1: It does well. I mean, you mentioned Deontay Wilder. I, I kind of thought we'd seen the last of him after that third Tyson Fury fight. It kind of didn't feel like he uh, had had the the hunger anymore, and maybe it had been sparked out that he had kind of lost the appetite. But we saw him back against Robert Helenius. And to be honest, it was a fight that I thought, this is a dangerous fight for him to take because Hellenius is a big guy. He's got a similar reach, so he can't do what he normally does, Wilder, and just you know use his reach to his advantage to outbox someone. Um, I thought Hellenius was really going to trouble him, but no, it sparked yep. him out in the first round. So uh, what does that mean for Wilder? You, you think there's a Ruiz fight on the on the cards, you said?
0: Yes. I mean, I, I think with Wilder, um, to me, it was like, let's see what he's got left against Helenius, because I didn't know if Helenius would hang around a few rounds, you know, get six, seven, eight rounds in there, mess Wilder around and make it look a bit ugly. Um, and you know, maybe he could shock, you know, Wilder. If he did, he obviously puts himself in there for something, you know, bigger, you know, like a, a title fight. But as it was, it did. it was one right hand later. And we really don't know. What we didn't, what what Wilder has left, I thought for a few rounds we might see. Oh, does he still? Is it just levels of opponent? He looks good, or is he? You know, does he look a bit faded? But it happened so quickly, we don't really know. But I I suspect that Ruiz. I mean, it, it, from their point of view, it's it's the perfect storm. You've got you know one Mexican American against an African American, who's you know, and they're both popular. You know, and I think they'll do it around Cinco de Mayo because you've got two, you know heavyweights, to former heavyweight champions, and I think they'll put it on pay-per-view on Showtime and they'll, it'll it'll probably do quite well. Um, I certainly wouldn't be surprised, um, and it puts the winner, you know, it'll be the WBC mandatory, um, and potentially in line for a fight with, with, with Tyson Fury, regardless of who wins.
1: Yeah, and that is going to be, uh, I mean, that's what we want to see, right? We want to see Fury fighting, I mean, but you want him to see him the, see fighting the best guys, and if we go through this again and that ends up being Deontay Wilder, then then so be it. Um, Let's, from a New Zealand point of view, uh, there's been some talk about Joe Parker uh, fighting uh, Jack Massey, who's nominally a cruiserweight. This is going to be late Mm. January. What can you tell us about Jack Massey?
0: Um, He's a a, a pretty solid guy. Um, I was quite surprised because the first I heard about it was was earlier today. um, And it made me kind of, I looked at it and I thought, I'm sure Jack's a cruiserweight. Um, which like you, you just said to me, so it was one of those, he's had he's had one loss, I think it was Richard Ricciopo, uh, who's also on the same card, um, and Richard um, won. Um, that's the only loss, I think he's 20 and one, um, a solid guy, but stepping up to heavyweight, there's no like going up and having a fight or wherever you. It's quite soon. So, I mean, I expect Joseph to win, but I, I'm also a little surprised that Joseph's back so soon. I did think you know, it was obviously it was a bit of a, um, and it wasn't a good night for him, and it was it, it was physically demanding. So I imagined that he probably wouldn't be doing much for a while, and we perhaps we'd see him in the summer. But obviously, he wanted to. You know, it shows his dedication, and, and he still wants to do it because it's quite a quick turnaround. You know, it'll only be three or four months, I think, won't it? So mm. um, for him to come back in that sort of uh, time frame shows that he sort of wants it. And see if he can get a win over Jack. It's you know, it's it's, it's not. Um, it, it sort of restarts everything, you know. We saw that with him previously, where he had the the, the junior fight. So maybe if he can sort of get this under his belt and, and what have you, he has the sort of name to to get back in there with, you know, one of the other you know, top heavyweights. We could, I mean, maybe we see Dillian White. That's a fight that, you know, might be interesting. They've done it once. It was close. Both guys on the floor. There's, you know, perhaps. Some, there's some legs in it, that type of fight, but I think Joseph's still you know, young, and I think there's still, you know, he's still got another title running him anyway.
1: Yeah, 100%. I think so as well. Uh, uh, and, uh, you know, the fight with Joyce um, was his first first ever time he'd been finished. And I, I think it was a real test for mm. him. But I think Dillian White makes sense because a lot of the feeling back here was that he probably should have edged that, um, particularly because that first knockdown was a headbutt um, and that didn't yeah. get picked up by the by the judges or the referee. Uh, now, Anson, I'm going to throw something at you uh, and apologise for putting you on the spot because I don't know how across this you are. But uh, have you heard of a New Zealand cruiserweight by the name of David Light?
0: I do. I know David. I don't. I don't know him personally, but I know. I know of him. He's going He's likely to fight uh, Lawrence Akoli. I think it's March for the, uh, the WBO cruiserweight title.
1: Yeah, just been confirmed for London, March the eleventh. Um, yes. How much have you seen of Light? Uh, how much do you know about Akoli? And how do you think this fight might go?
0: Um, I've not seen too much of, of of David, but I, you know, I've got to admit, I thought his last fight with Glanton um, in America, I thought that might be you know a bridge too far. It was a very close fight, but he he obviously edged it overseas. That's a you know a very good win. Um, Glanton is is I think is a very good fighter, so I think that speaks te- you know is a good testament to, to to where David's at at this moment, and uh, he's striking well. The eye is hot. He's he's got a title fight with uh, with a cole who. Um, has come through. He was a British uh, Olympian, 2020, 2016, um, and he's gone through winning British Commonwealth and European titles before stepping up onto the world scene. Um, and, and Lawrence doesn't always look great. He's, he's quite gangly. I think about six foot seven. Um, he's 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 got. A real punch. He's a, he's a really big puncher, um, and takes. You know, we've seen him take guys out, but he can also. You know, he can all be arms and legs, and it can be really ugly. So it it kind of depends on. You know, we've seen him do. You know, look look good, and we've also seen him at times look really. You know, the fight be really ugly. So um, I'm kind of I am interested because I think David's obviously got some good form. It's not like. He's getting this fight and we don't know. You know, the Glanton fight surely has something. So it, 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 it's a very solid fight. Um, the one thing I am interested in is, that, as you said, it's been confirmed and it's going to be on Woxer, which is on Sky Sports uh, in the UK, um, boxer, the promoter, but he apparently, and it's been said for quite a while, Lawrence Sikoli has one fight left with Matchroom, um, and Matchroom are uh, still saying that he has one fight, so the fight might have been announced, but I'm interested to see if Matchroom, you know, maybe they they take a buyout and they just let everything go and whatever or maybe they dig their heels in and make things a little bit difficult because lawrence won't have fought in a year And if they dig their heels in and, and they goes to court and this rumbles on oh, maybe the fight doesn't happen i'm not suggesting it won't happen but i'm i'm intrigued because as i say lawrence has changed promoters and uh it seems to be getting a bit ugly in that with uh his old promoter and obviously eddie hearn has power he's uh one of the biggest promoters in the world so We'll uh, we'll have to see with
1: that one. Mm, Yeah, we'll keep an eye on that one. All right, Anson, hey, listen, thanks very much for coming on and having a a chat and giving us, uh, you know, putting the heavyweight division into some sort of perspective for us for 2022. Go well, my friend, and have a great Christmas. Thank you, and you guys as well. Uh, Merry Christmas, and I look forward to speaking to you in the new year.